This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome back to the show. I have an interview for you today. This episode's about human design, so I know it's going to be one of our most popular episodes of the season. These are the topics that you love, human design, human design for business, for business strategy, for marketing, for entrepreneurship, for content creation. So we're going to get into the episode in just a few moments. I have a couple of updates I want to share with you before the episode begins. We have a free live event coming up. This is via Zoom, so you don't have to be here in Los Angeles. It's on December 13th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's 4 p.m. Los Angeles time, so that's 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if you are Somewhere in which those time zones don't work for you, we are going to record the session. So if you sign up, you can join us. The live session will be all about content creation using human design, and you'll be able to come and ask questions. I have some things prepared that I will share with you, but it's really an opportunity for you to come and brainstorm and ask all of your questions about content creation using your human design. So come and join me. It is free, free, free. Also, if you have not yet joined the Smart Girls Don't Gatekeep Club on Instagram, also free, I am doing Ask Me Anythings just about every week and sharing lots of tips and insight around human design, around content creation, especially. Also, we're talking things like leaning into your intuition as a business person, how to manifest your dream business, how to dial in to what the algorithm wants from you on Instagram and how to have fun while doing it. So that group is free. You simply go to my page and you'll see the broadcast channel, Smart Girls. Don't gatekeep. It is available to anyone, which is fantastic. And we have like 700 members already. And I'm just loving the conversation, the questions that are getting asked there, because it's giving me more insight into the things that you're interested in hearing about. So please come over and join us. Then, if you are interested in joining the Smart Girls Don't Gatekeep Mastermind, it's all about content creation and developing your offer strategy. This is a 30-day group experience focused on content and offers using human design and AI. This is going to begin the second week of January, you can RSVP now with a payment plan. I have the link in the show notes for this plus the other things I've already mentioned. This is for you if you are interested in monetizing your creative ideas with a course or digital product. We're going to get super detailed on how we do this. So if you're interested in creating consistent, high-quality Instagram content that feels like you, that uses your design to attract your dream clients and perfect people, and you want to learn how to build a funnel from Instagram that goes to likes and then into leads and then into sales, it's going to be very specific and strategic, truly no gatekeeping. I'm going to show you exactly how we do this, all the tools that we use and help you with personalized conversations in the group experience. Okay, so those are the three things I wanted to tell you about before we begin this episode. Now, welcome our guest, Emma Dunwoody. She's a human design expert, master coach, behavioral specialist, and she is the host of the number one 
Global Human Design Podcast. I feel so grateful that we have her here on this show. She wakes people up to the power within them using her unique method of transformational human design. It's a system of self-knowledge and guidance unlike anything else that exists. Her vision is to take human design mainstream so it becomes more widely accepted than any other global profiling, behavioral, or healing system. I am so about that. She believes it will transform personal development, education, and business forever. I absolutely 1000% agree with her. Emma wants to inspire everyone to unlock their inner wisdom, take their power back, and feel deeply confident in the decisions that they make. This will create a population that values themselves and courageously lives their truth, which will deliver all of us to a new paradigm of peace, joy, and abundance. Welcome to the show, Emma Dunwoody. So happy to have this woman here. Hey, Emma, welcome to the show. Hey, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so thrilled. We've already been chatting for just a few minutes, and I've shared with you that this is the topic that our listeners love the most. And we've already said, like, we don't even have enough time to talk about all the things that we could talk about. We're going to dive right in and get into it, shall yeah, we? let's do it. So okay. excited. Let's do it. Okay, sweet. So first, before we dive right in, or as we dive right in, will you tell me a little bit about you and your background and how you came to human design? Yeah, sure. So um, 20 years ago, <laughs> I was diagnosed with depression and panic disorder and given a diagnosis that I'd learned to live with that for the rest of my life, but I'd never heal it. Um, at that moment in time, that was a catalytic moment for me. And the way I teach purpose, I actually talk about like, this is the invitation into my purpose, this dark night of the soul, um, because I knew I could never live a life with any form of that um, depression or panic disorder for me. So um, feeling let down and failed by conventional systems, I went and worked out how to heal my mental health. So that was like the next 15 years. Um, and I can tr completely transformed my life. I healed my mental health. I um, left the advertising industry. I had two kids. I moved from living in um, like on land, on a, like on a farm, on a ranch that you would, what would you, you guys would call it. Um, and then moved back to the city, moved to Sydney, um, retrained as a master coach, a behavioral specialist, all the things. And then about six years ago, I was sitting on my bed one January crying my eyes out going, I've completely changed my life. I've healed my mental health. The thing that that was such a burden for me, why don't I feel different? Why, don't, why do I still have this hole inside of me? And well, that was the time that I was, you know, yet again, down on bended knees with the universe. I'm like, you need to be really freaking clear. Like, what is this thing? What's the missing piece? And ultimately, the missing piece was human design. I was given in such obvious ways that we, over about a 48-hour period that not only I could not ignore because I'd already walked away from human design two or three times, uh, I couldn't ignore it, but I had to, in fact, lean into it and start sharing it in a big way. So once I actually stopped resisting and started to lean in, I sort of renamed my podcast in alignment with my design, um, which is a cool serendipitous story. Then I just got on to growing a business. Again, primarily following strategy and authority in the early days because I didn't know that much about my design. I hadn't had time to experiment. And then ultimately over the last sort of six or so years, 
you know, created a seven-figure business, doing what I love. I get paid to be me every day. I'm so on purpose. And that hole that once existed, that I always feel like I've known from such a young age that there is greatness that wants to be expressed through me. But my greatest challenge was accessing that. And integrating human design and running my own experiment, well, I filled up the hole and now I'm living on purpose every single day. And uh, yeah, it's just my, my life feels like a dream come true. It's, I, I love hearing you say that one piece about, I get paid to be myself every day. I think that is so powerful. My husband and I have this kind of like little inside joke that when I was young, this isn't even like really a joke, it's very true. When I was young, if you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say, I want to, I want to play myself. Like in Ugh. my mind, there would be this like movie and I, and this is like way before reality TV was like a thing. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I want to be a Kardashian and play myself. I was just like, wouldn't it be cool if whatever the movie of my life is, I just get to play myself. So I've shared that with my husband when he and I first started dating. And as my life has evolved, we like our little inside joke is like, wink, wink, I'm getting to play myself. This is so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that so much. And I feel like there's so much evidence that all of us have experiencing um, or so much evidence from our childhood. Like I used to go around the back garden with my best friend. They were rent, they built a whole house and they were building this garden and we would go through the dirt and find old pieces of, um, you know, like tiles or bolts or all of these weird things. And we'd be like, pretending that we were from outer space and we were trying to work out humans, you know, what? Are, why do humans do what they do? And, da, 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 and I'm like, well, that's exactly what I love doing. That's what I do all day, every day. Oh, yeah. Such a joy. Such a joy. Okay. So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, wait, I probably should have listened to some sort of intro episode on human design because I'm just starting to, to get my feet wet. Can you give us the, the elevator pitch about what of what human design is and how we can use it for our personal and professional development. Yeah. Okay. So in my opinion, I mean, our um, that what human design is, is a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science. Um, it's a snapshot taken um, scientifically with these things called neutrinos at two moments in time, our birth and approximately three months before we're born. And the influence of the energies that happened that like impacted on us in those moments. Now those energies become our energetic blueprint, but really simply put, we all are born into this world with a playbook for life. Now, the old school way of that playbook is a conditioned playbook. Our parents give us the playbook, um, schools, education, the governments, the media, they give us this, this playbook. Like, this is how you play the game of life. Human design actually says, nope, this is exactly how you're designed to, gain, to, to play the game of life. So human design really gives us our authentic map and the, the fullest potential that lies within us and the challenges that lies, lie within us um, so that we can actually, you know, stop chasing our tails, trying to work it out through the mind and actually just go straight to the heart of the, the matter, which is, you know, all inside of us. Oh, so super helpful. And, and such a, such a, easy way of understanding what this is really all about and how it can be so helpful. So a lot of our listeners are creatives, they're artists, they are certainly empathic human beings, they care a lot about the world around them. And many of them are either building their own business, or they have a real desire to monetize their passion in some 
way. So one of the things I share a lot of on this show is how you can use human design for strategy around monetizing your passion. And I thought, who better than you to ask these questions to, to really go deeper into these topics. So I'd love to start with human design for business strategy. So if you're just starting to develop your business strategy, how can you use your human design? And perhaps where do you even look on your chart to know what's going to be the most aligned for you as you start to put together your very first business plan? Yeah, I love that. So um, one of the things with human design, as most of your listeners will know, is it's like it's really complicated and there's so many levels. So one of the things that I'm really good at, one of my passion pieces is to make it as simple as possible because simple means we'll action it, excuse me, complicated means we'll get overwhelmed and we'll just put it down and walk away. So fundamentally, the place where you have to always start is with our strategy and authority. You know, strategy is the way the universe guides us. Our authority is our own internal um, you know, guidance system. And it's the communication loop between the two of them that constantly um, guides us to the point where you know, I've created this incredible business and we've in the last uh, six months just hired this amazing consultant um, to, you know, 10x the business. And what's fascinating is her going through everything and going, how are you so successful? I don't understand. Like you're not running any of the strategies. You're not doing any of the things. How are you making so much money? And we're like, strategy and authority, baby. Like that's what we always come back to, you know? So that's got to be the, always be the first place that you go to. Um, and I would say like, don't let that get in, in your way. What do I mean by that? Is that in many cases, we know that we have to live by strategy and authority, but the mind has overcomplicated it. We haven't actually run the experiment enough to get consistent results. So therefore we kind of go, yeah, not sure. I'm going to look over here because it looks more interesting to me. So the first thing is just run your experiment. Just get the results that you, so you feel really confident in your strategy and authority. So for me, being an MG, Um, I'm all about responding and informing, responding and informing, responding and informing. So that's the thing that I practice the most in the beginning. Um, And my authority is emotional authority. However, I have this channel called the 3420, which is the fastest channel um, in the design. And I'm a split definition and um, my fast energy and my slow energy are separated. So I feel like this freaking multiple personality human. So what do I do? I just go back to slow down, slow down, respond, inform, slow down wait for clarity. So first and foremost, whenever you're starting a business, that's what you want to do. Now, the next thing that I actually think is the most important is you want to start visioning and feeling into your future self. That's what you want to do. You actually want to get leaning into that place so you know where you focus because the focus is the most important thing we have as human beings is where our focus goes, everything follows. And in the beginning, and this is really, really prevalent right now. Like in the beginning, you are going to have to be taking a lot of actions and not getting the results that you want straight away. Like that's just the way we roll. That's the way success happens. And then it hits a tipping point and then things start to flow. And then that happens all over again, you know, and then the the tipping point and it all starts to flow. So we actually have to have all this evidence. We have to know where we're going. So lean into who you want to be, how you want to feel, what you want to, all of those things. Now, the next part when it comes to business strategy, of course, is type because it's going to be a lot of, I call it the like the bucket or the container of your purpose is your type. 
So you kind of know depending on type. So if you're a manifester, you're here to inspire people into action. That's the container. Um, as a generator, you're here to be inspired to build something that lights you up. As a manifesting generator, you're a bit of both, right? You're here to, to respond, to be inspired and build, and also, you know, live with that creative flow, like show people um, what is human potential really is. That's the container. Um, with a projector, you're all about being here to be the guide. So you have to value yourself as a projector. This is one of the biggest hiccups I think projectors face is they're so desperate to be seen and acknowledged that their self-worth is very low. So it's the most important thing you need to invest in. Um, and reflectors, well, this container is all about what you're reflecting back to the world. It's like what you see. These guys are majestic and incredible when it comes to the way they access subtle energy. So we just start with our container of type and then we start to go deeper. And, you know, like Incarnation Cross is a big place that we want to look. Um, we also want to look at, you know, one of the things that I talk a lot about strategy-wise is we want to look at our personality north and south node because this is our journey. And especially, I know you've got a lot of creatives in here, um, but anyone who's dealing with clients, you're going to attract clients that have a similar journey to you. So a lot of the time I will talk, okay, well, you want to know what your clients want and what they need. Then you want to look at your South Node and your North Node and your journey through those themes from fear to love expression, you know, from feeling like you're defeated to winning and then onto the North Node. And then that's a place that you can really like, oh, that's that's how I'm going to um, support my clients the best. And then you can even go deeper again and we can look at almost specific structures in some of our, um, like in our design Jupiter, there's actually a lot that sits in there that tells us how we're actually designed to work within the business, like the actual, the group size and all sorts of things. So, the deeper we go, the more specific we can get with our design. Amazing. Okay. So then we're building the business plan. We have some idea of what sort of container we want to create. We're looking at our incarnation cross, which I'm going to put a, put a pin in because I definitely want to talk more about incarnation cross in just a minute. So now we're starting to think about marketing, branding. And it's one of the biggest questions I get is, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to present myself, present my business, present my work. And I want it to feel authentic. I want it to feel aligned. And so I don't want to be doing what I see everyone else doing, but I don't really know what works. So what what would we look to from the standpoint of marketing and branding as we start to consider how we're putting ourselves forward? Mm. Oh my goodness, I love this question because I just was talking about this in my mastermind group yesterday. And I think that in the marketing world, we're so busy focusing on trying to differentiate ourselves, we're missing the wood for the trees. All you've got to do is be authentically yourself. Like that's actually all we have to do. We don't have to create something new. So what does that mean? Well, one of the places that I would always look and and that I think we need to start is our um, personality sun, okay? So whatever sits in there, this is our life's work. This is, it's almost like it's going to happen um, whether we like it or not. It's either just going to be a fear expression or the highest potential or somewhere in between. So when we start to lean into that, then all of a sudden we're going to see, um, and I'm also a big advocate for looking backwards. So for me, for example, I've got the 37, line three sitting in there. It's all about community. It's all about family. It's about friendship. 
Um, and these are all things that my background, I'm, you know, very corporate background, whether it was my adver- advertising career or my coaching business. So I would never think that community, family, friendship, those sort of things were actually my superpower. And in fact, how are they even valuable? Whereas now, that is my superpower. So the containers that I build, that's something that I really focus on. And what's, what is brilliant about that is that I actually don't have to do anything to do that. All I have to do is get out of my own way. So I need to do everything that's blocking me from expressing my 37 in its highest expression. Um, for example, and again, I'm very practical. I'm a three, five. So very practically, the shadow of the 37 is feeling unsupported. So one of the big things in my business, and I always felt guilty spending money on getting support because I was like, I should do that myself. I should do that myself. I should do that myself. And it was everywhere. Like the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. It was everywhere in my life. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to lean into getting support. And what happened then is I hired the most incredible human just as a part-time support person who is now the COO of my business, who she has just been incredible. And it's because I was focusing on, okay, how can I shine the brightest? So that's a really, really, really brilliant place to lean into. And I think that the most important thing when it comes to marketing is authenticity. We live in an age where people can smell a rat from miles. So the more we try to do, be, or have something, the more people are going to be pushed away from us. So I think that's the thing with human design as well, like finding these things, like just like love on your profile because your profile is how you move through life. And that's ultimately what people want from you. People want my experiences. They want me to be the superhuman that that flies in and gives them the solutions. So lean into these really high level parts of your chart as well, because they're going to really help you be authentically you because that's the key. Yeah. So when I look at my chart, my personality son is seven. So what what would that tell you about how I could show up from a brand strategy perspective? Okay. I love this. So the first and foremost thing to do, and it's really interesting because I just listened to your latest podcast and you've done it. So the thing that you want to be really aware of is that you have to listen to the people. Have to. You've got this innate direction of a leader, okay? And it's kind of like there's going to be part of you that's like, we're going over here, people. But the moment you don't check in with those people, no one's listening. No one's following you. Um, you know, my son has this um, this gate and his personality son, he's also a sphinx like you are. And the sphinx is all about changing direction, okay? It's all about, you know, like one of the things I always say to the sphinxes is, you know those times in your life when you feel so lost and you're hit rock bottom and you're like, oh my God, who am I? Where am I going? What's going on in my life? That's actually you and your superpower because just around the corner is the new direction. And a lot of the work that you do, you're going to help people do that. So for your seven, you've got to lean into listening because if you don't listen, and my son, this is a classic for him, if he doesn't listen, then no one's paying attention. But the moment he listens, the moment you listen, and it's exactly what you did on your recent podcast, is that you listen to what your community needs and then you lead them in that direction. They're like, I'm following her. Like I am all in. So it's really about you being able to go, okay, well, what is the direction? You know, Instagram, this is what's happening on Instagram. This is the new direction people are going in. Um, What do you guys even care about this? Oh, you do care about this? Great. So what, what are the things that you want me to, okay, they're the things, let's go. And then you actually can then really head out because it's a very, very um, powerful leadership energy. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for acknowledging that. I that's so helpful just to hear that that that's what you're seeing. And you know, one of the things for me that I've really noticed in my life is 
I, I pivot and I pivot quickly and fairly often. And typically it's, I'm finding that I'm healing some part of me and then I'm getting really excited about what's on the horizon for the up-leveled version of me. And I have people ask sometimes, don't you get scared when it's, when you're about to pivot and like really change directions and your brand messaging or your core offerings. And for me, it's always like, uh, -uh. (laughs) like no fear around it because I'm really tuned into listening to what's right for both me and where I am. And I really want to help the people in, in my sphere, whether that be my friends, my family, but most certainly also my community. And so as long as I, exactly what you said, as, as long as I'm listening to what they have going on, I know that if my pivot's like, okay, I at one point in life was a travel writer and then I started doing creative direction work and then I started doing creative consulting work. And along the way, so many folks decided, hey, I'm I'm along for the ride no matter which of those things you're doing. And I want to be in your realm no matter which of those things you're doing. Yeah. I that has felt really affirming to me because of that listening. And it's it's right there reflected in my chart. I just love to see it that way. I love that as well. And I just want to respond to you, like, also, you're a manifesting generator. You're here to demonstrate what human potential looks like. And human potential looks like, well, I can pivot. And you're going to feel comfortable with pivots having that line three. Um, And being a one three, the one just jumps in and creates the new foundation, you know, as long as you're expressing this from love, from the heart, not from the fear, like you are so in alignment, so in alignment with your design. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for seeing that. I appreciate that so much. Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you about when it comes to building a business, one of the things we can get really fearful around is sales and stepping into ourselves as a salesperson, especially for creatives, artists, entrepreneurs. It's often one of the scariest things. And if we don't have a background in selling, when it comes time for that, it feels feels slimy and it feels it feels confronting and it just isn't the thing we necessarily want to spend our time in. And what I think we all know when we really dial into it is selling is ultimately about understanding relationships with our perfect people. So how can we use our human design to better understand our potential clients or customers and start to build relationship with them? Yeah, I love this question. And I would say straight off, it's that go to the the right-hand side of your chart, the personality side of your chart, have a look at your um, your south node and your north node and get to know that journey. Because if you can talk to that journey, um, so for example, I have the 20 in my south node, um, then I have the 34 in my north node. So a lot of what I'm helping people with and my journey was that I was so blocked from my net wisdom in the now because I was stuck in the mind. I The first thing I did was meditated. So I got present. Then I started to understand that I had all this power, the 34 that lies within me, um, didn't know how to access it. I um, went through that journey of learning to empower myself with this higher expression of the 34. That's the journey. So when I talk about that journey, um, then that's what people um, that's what people really resonate with. The other thing is our our um, our profile lines. They always help us with selling. 
So again, we just want to express our authenticity. So for you, you're going to talk about, you know, being a one, three, you're going to talk about the answers. Like what are the gaps? Because the ones are all about filling in the gaps. Like what's the bit I'm afraid of? What don't I have for my foundation? And the line three is experience. So whenever you're selling, you're selling from your experience. You're selling from your answers, from, you know, those, those safe foundations. Um, and I think the big thing about this is the next part is that we all have to understand that we are in this place, in this liminal space between the old and the new. And the, the things that used to work don't work anymore. Um, the things that, uh, you know, will be our future are in total transition. Um, think of things like, I mean, in my generation, I have quite a laugh about a VHS, like a VHS, a thing that we used to record movies on, like it was the future. But in hindsight, I think they were only around for like 10 years. Like there was video easy. There were all these big businesses and then poof, it was gone. So we have to understand that we're sitting in this, this middle bit, that we are pivoting and changing. And actually the people that are going to feel the most stable are the ones that can sit with this uncertainty. And at the end of the day, if we are just focusing on, okay, I'm going to just stay here in my alignment. I'm going to be like who I need to be right now and then start to shift through into this next iteration um, and just trusting that process. That's the biggest part. I think also with our human design, strategy and authority, we always want to go back to that. But just seeing as an, as an event adventure, like our design is an adventure. It's going to teach us who we are in our heart space. And when we got, come from that place, then we can really start to trust all the things that we don't know because we're creating new businesses, new ways of working. Like every generator and manifesting generator, a large part of our purpose is to redefine work itself. So, you know, you've just shared with me how powerful it is that, um, you know, you keep pivoting and it's great. Yeah, because actually you're a personal profile. So you're a one, three, small number first, meaning that your journey is important. So what you're redefining is that you can work in a way that as long as you're following your journey and you're listening to your people and all these pieces of your chart are coming in, then you can work any way you want to. So sales is exactly the same way. You have to run the experiment and see what is best for you. Use your design. I know for me that when I share my own personal journey, when I share my solutions, when I take things that are going on in the world and, and um, you know, make them simple or say, mm, you know what, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. Then I just have to invite people to come and join me. Um, and, and that's more of my, the way I would sell. So at the end of the day, there's so much in your design, your type, your authority, um, your profile, your incarnation cross, your um, south and north node, all of these things are going to come together to tell a story. And then you just have to run the experiment to see what's, like, what sells and what doesn't. One of the things that as you're talking about south and north node, when I think about writing sales copy in my business, I definitely have looked to south node and north node. For me, my, my north node is gate 57, which is the gate of intuitive clarity. And I use that word intuition and intuitive thinking, intuitive biz academy is literally one of the names of one of my programs. But for me, it's one of the things I know I do really well is tap into my own intuition, but also help ambitious, creative people 
learn to trust their own intuition. So that's been really helpful when I start to think about how to name programs or how to begin to write sales copy. And then my south node is 51, which is the gate of shock. So I think it's really interesting to take a look at those components and then think about how do I want to tell the story of why someone may want to buy my program, my product, my service, my course, whatever it is, I find that to be really helpful too. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Like I love the thing that I also just want to throw in whenever we're looking at the nodes, whenever, whenever we look at the sun and the earth on either side or the nodes on either side, we're talking about polarities. Okay. They're, they're opposites on the mandalas, uh, programming partners in the gene keys. Um, so there's always going to be an opposite energy. Okay. So I like to say they're, they're a polarity. They look like they're opposing, but in fact, they work perfectly together. And a lot of your journey is going to be the way it was for you potentially. And how you're going to help people is you coming from this masculine ego, um, material world. What are the actions I need to take? Um, you know, this very like, let's get this stuff happening and you're moving to this place of like, okay, actually, I don't need that to drive what I'm doing. Those structures are brilliant. So I'm learning that the, the structures for the material world are really important. But now I'm going through this awakening and I'm moving towards like my feminine, the intuition, these other pieces that can, I can put like, like meat on the bones, if you like, and bring the whole thing to life. So I think when we start to dive into them, and especially when we do it ourselves, I think this is so important for me to um, really get across with all of, of my community to my listeners, is it's your interpretation. Um, it's the way you feel. It's your belief, you know. So when we want to change our, our, our brain, when we want to rewire our neural pathways, we have to actually be talking to our inner child, to our dysfunction, to our highest potential. You know, often we use these blanket um, you know, beliefs like I'm not enough. But if you just say I am not enough and you're like, oh, that's the thing I want to heal and I'm going to move through it, it's not working until you get your language around not enoughness. Once you have that, then your unconscious mind is like, oh, yeah, sure, like we're going to move on from this. So this is why I say with your human design, run the experiment because the language that's there that needs healing, it's right there inside of you and your design is going to help you access that. The way you access your greatest potential it's right there in the details again. So it's running this experiment for yourself so that you can really, um, yeah, rewire this supercomputer between your brain to be in alignment with your design. And it truly is. It's like this treasure box because there is, you know, you said at the top of the conversation, it can feel like there's so much to dissect about your human design chart. Like there's always another component of it to look into, but that's what's like so treasure box about it is when you start thinking about, okay, who am I as an entrepreneur? Okay, let's boil that down. Who am I as a marketer of my business? Who am I as a salesperson within my business? Now, what can I go experiment with on my chart that might help me with sales language, with communications, with visuals with brand messaging and it can really be so much fun to start to look at oh well that is right there on my chart and it's a part of me and now I can play with that to create whatever it is I'm going to create next a hundred percent and I think one of the most important things we can do as I said is look to the past 
you know? Like if you're thinking about sales, then you want to ask yourself a powerful question. You know, how specifically have I, you know, when selling's worked for me, what did it look like? You know, and pay attention to that because what you'll find is you'll have these repetitive stories, these repetitive energies. Um, I'll give you an example. So I just recently ran a retreat in Mexico. We did the kind of exit interviews and everyone said, oh my goodness, the community was incredible. This group of people have never been in, that, been in a container like it. They said, wow, the breakthrough. The, I've just had a massive breakthrough. I feel like I'm a completely different human um, and forever. It's not something that's just going to bounce, bounce back. Um, and they would say, I've never felt so empowered in my life. Um, and all these people are actually speaking in my design. They're speaking my design, my 37, um, my 34, and my 43, which is in uh, my core talent. So when we have the, um, the you know, intelligence, I think it's the word, or when we, when we use the strategy to look backwards and find the clues that are already there. You know, I remember saying to when I was training to become a coach and starting my business and doing that thing that we all do, like running around trying to work out that what's my niche? What's my niche? What's my niche? And my mentor just said to me, oh, for goodness sake, Emma, stop it. Who's paid you money in the past? And I was like, oh. And I looked back and I looked at the common traits of the people who paid me money in the past. Like what was their objective? Like why did they come to me? And then I just started with that. So let's not overcomplicate it. Let's play around. And I think in so many, and this is my experience, this is how I've grown my business, is when I hold the intention, I get clear on what, what I want to achieve, both from the feeling, the feminine and the masculine, the physical detail goal of what I want in my business. And then I just sit with my design and go, okay, where specifically can I call on my design to help me sell? Where specifically can I help, you know, call on my design to help me market? And you're going to be able to self-coach. The other beautiful thing is that when we come from that internal place first, then we call in the correct people. Our strategy and authority will take us to the right teacher at the right time for the right information. 1000%. And we don't even have to say, hey, I'm for you if you're this person because they just, that it's like this auric connection just inevitably happens. And I think that's one of the things that I notice the most with the women that I consult with is these are brilliant, brilliant, next level human beings. And the things they get stuck on are ultimately related to confidence and clarity and exactly what you just said, if they just took a look at, okay, wait, but what have people shown up here for in my sphere? What have they shown up here for in the past? Then it becomes really clear. And we get into these, like some of this minutiae stuff, like, well, should I post it on my Instagram? Should I write it in my blog? Should I send it in my newsletter? How, how do I communicate this? What if it doesn't land? And it's, it's, turns into something that ultimately it's like, it doesn't have to be so complex. Just show up where you feel naturally connected to showing up, knowing that your people are going to resonate because they have before and they will again, yeah. if you can That's show exactly up that right. way. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, you, we need to throw out this presupposition that we don't, that we're missing something, you know, that, that we don't have something, that we need to fix something. We have to find a niche. We have to build a strategy. We have to do the thing. We have to throw that out. We just have to learn to, you know, trust ourselves to go on this journey and to trust that the right people at the right time will, will you know, be called into us. The most important thing also is that we're taking imperfect action. 
I think so many people get stuck, like you say, in the minutia. Like the two words you used were confidence and clarity. These are both mind-based words. We can't feel confident until we've taken action. Like the, the brain will not release those chemicals. So if you don't feel confident in something, go do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, and then you'll feel confident. You know, the other place that confidence turns up, like people will often say to me, God, you're so confident. And I don't actually think of myself through that framework. I mean, only because I grew up so shy, so shy. I didn't say boo to anyone, no confidence. However, I know who I am. Like I am me. Like what you see is what you get. It doesn't matter what environment we bump into each other. I'm going to be the same human. That's where confidence comes from, authenticity. And clarity, clarity is just a trick of the mind. Clarity is something that our ego tells me, tells us we must have. But if we really, really, and so many people like dive down into the details of clarity, if we do that, all we're really doing is, quant- is squashing all the quantum possibilities out there. We don't want to have minute clarity on anything because we want the universe to be able to bring us the quicker, the faster, the bigger, the better way or experience. And the more clarity our brain thinks it needs or our ego thinks it needs, the less opportunity we have for surprise and delight and actually being like, wow, this is beyond my wildest dreams. So yeah, I think we have to be really really conscious of those things. Mm, yeah. Oh, so, so, so good. Yeah. That's surprise and delight. We have to leave space for that. We absolutely have to. Like, that is how we continue to evolve, transform, and become the next level versions of, of who we are, ultimately. Okay. I want to bring us back around to the incarnation cross. I know it's something that we don't hear as much about when we talk about human design. We talk about type and authority, we talk about strategy. Will you take us through what the incarnation cross is and what it can what it can reflect back to you to support you as you continue to as you continue along your path? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> So incarnation cross um originally Ra Uruhu who um channeled all this information in he actually said for years that he was never going to teach it. He was never going to release the incarnation cross information because we just get in the way of ourselves. Because at the end of the day, our incarnation cross is just happening. It's happening all the time. Um, you know, it gets plugged in and unplugged depending on our design. Like I have what we call like a heavy workload. So mine's plugged in all the time. So every single person that comes into my aura is um, here to get something from my cross and I'm the cross of the planning. And there's this, so every cross has a question and my question is, what does your community need? So whenever someone comes across um, uh, my aura, that's the question that their soul wants to to be answered. And we've played this game in retreats, um, in my HDX community, um, all these places, and it is mind-blowing. If you just pick a person's name out of a hat, you ask the incarnation cross question, um, you watch this person go, oh my God, how is this possible that this is the question I have to answer? Because it's exactly the thing that I'm wrestling with right now. Um, and this is the, how our incarnation cross works. At no point do we need to get involved with it. It's happening all the time. However, if you're like me and you're like, well, if I've got this thing, I want the highest expression of it. I want to be my greatest version. I want to be able to serve the planet with this. Like, I want more than just, I'm going to sit next to people on the train and know I'm doing good, you know? I want more than that. So 
I actually think it's the gene keys that do a better job of breaking down the incarnation cross because many people, when they go and learn or go and read their incarnation cross, um, they just don't resonate with it. Yeah, they're kind of like, eh. and that was my story with the cross of planning. There's a lot of information on the cross of planning because we're moving out of the cross of planning as our governing cross um, and into the sleeping phoenix in 2027. Um, and I just didn't resonate with it. So what I always recommend is you break it down and you really want to discover what's true for you. Um, in the gene keys, Richard Rudd looks at this, at, it's called his activation sequence, and he calls it your genius. So this is where you start to go, okay, this is really actionable. Like I can actually do more about this now. So your top right hand, um, so your personality sun, that's your life's work. Okay. Um, and this is something that you know, this is what you've been driven, you're driven to do in the world. Um, And for me, it's like build community. And let me be very clear, my ego did not like that. Like, there's got to be more than that. Yes, there is ego. There's so much more. But this is kind of like the core of the work that you're doing. Um, Then your evolution, which is your uh, personality uh, earth. This is all, it's the turbine that drives your life's work. It's the thing that drives your life's work. So I've got it in the gate 40, which is the gate of aloneness, which is all about balancing energy, the balance between being the one that is the ultimate provider and doing absolutely nothing. So when I used to hustle and grind, I couldn't do the best I could to build the, couldn't build the best community because I wasn't balancing my energy. So all of a sudden you can see how, okay, that serves that. And our greatest challenge, challenges in life come between those two themes, our personality, sun and earth, okay? Then we go across to our design, sun, um, and this is all about our, it's called our radiance in the gene keys, uh, and this is all about our vitality, okay? So it's how we are going to feel really well and abundant um, and how we are going to shine our, our light the brightest in the world. So I've got the gate nine, which is the gate of focus. So I know for me, I always have to have my big dream. I have to be focused on my big dream because otherwise I get I get stuck in the weeds. So when I have my big dream, anytime I feel stuck in the weeds, I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to take a step back. I need to focus on this big impact that we're having, all the things. And then in your design sun is um, what Richard Rudd calls your purpose. So this is actually your fulfillment. Like when you do this thing, when you be this thing, because this is more being on this side, um, then you're going to feel the most fulfilled. And I have the gate 16 and it's all about the gate of mastery. It's about building skills um, and it's in the line five, which is about using your voice. And I'm like, it's bang on. So when we start to break it down, then we actually go, okay, now this is going to start to make more sense to me. This is, I can see how my unique expression um, of this incarnation cross uh, works as opposed to just reading it out of a book because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. I had one client once just really quickly, a manifester. I've got a lot of cross of rulerships in my world um, and which is no surprise because my north node is the gate of power, power of the great. So I've got all these rulerships which are all about redefining power in my life. I have two on my coaching team and um, so he went through this process and he came back to me and said, Emma, I've decided that I am the cross of the tour guide because he broke everything down and he didn't like the language and he didn't like the way they told him who he was and he was a manifester so you really can't tell him who he is and he's like then I put it all back together and now it makes sense to me so that's the thing that I always encourage people with their incarnation cross first break it down as the incarnation cross then if you're feeling called to it go and do your activation sequence with the gene keys because it's really powerful stuff yeah that's so helpful I'll include a link in the show notes 
for those that are listening and are like, ooh, I don't know anything about this activation sequence on the Gene Keys, I'll include a link so you all can go pull that information and, and play with it. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Emma, this has been so incredibly helpful and I'm so grateful to you for answering all of these questions about branding and marketing and business strategy. And, you know, I think sometimes when we talk about human design, we we think a lot about healing and purpose and alignment. And I love those conversations too. And then taking it to the next level of creation, which is what so many people in our community are so interested in is so helpful. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, you're so welcome. I've just had such such a great time. Thanks for having me. Of course. And tell everyone where they can connect with you, check out your work, experience your community, etc. Yeah. Sure. So um, you can find me at emmadunwoody.com. Um, I am the human design coach on Instagram and I have the human design podcast. So if you are, I don't think there's probably too many newbies out there, but if you haven't ever got your chart or you want to get your chart and get our view on it, go to the website, get your free chart. And we give you so many free resources just to really integrate your design because that's our mission. We want everyone to be living their design. Perfect. Thank you so much, Emma. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Emma for being here. And thank you, dear listener, for being here as well. If this episode resonated with you and you have not yet left us a review, or maybe it's the first time you've ever checked out our show, I would love it. And so would my small team. If you could drop down onto the app that you're listening to this show on right now, leave us a review. Let me know that this is the episode that you were listening to. And what else you would like to hear more of in the new season coming. And if you have a friend or family member that could benefit from learning a bit more about human design, go ahead and forward this episode their way so they can give it a listen as well. If you want to tag us on social media and share your episode, share the episode there. We would love that too. I've got all of the links for you from this conversation today in the show notes, plus our free event taking place on December 13th, plus the link to join our free broadcast channel on Instagram and the link to the Smart Girls Don't Gatekeep Mastermind. I'll see you again next week. We have a couple more episodes before the end of the year. Thank you for being here. Much love. Much love.